Hello, universe! How you been? Well, I know how you've been. Frankly, you've been quite uh, pleasantly uh, warm for February. It's, uh, in fact, tennis weather right now, which I know nobody gives a shit about. But it's February 8th. And since I haven't talked for 10 days, um, there was one crappy weekend, but it's been, you know, pretty nice. So that's really all I had. I, uh, I know I haven't been around for a while, and all I've been thinking about is the weather and tennis. So now that we've covered that, well, did you bring anything? Boss? Uh, I'm boss. I'm kidding. I, uh, I don't even really think it's uh, all that interesting that uh, we've had more 50 and 60 degree days this year than we had in the entire start of last year through March. So last year, the weather sucked. And that was the part I had forgotten to talk about, how given the perspective of year-over-year analysis... The weather this year in Denver is much more pleasant, at least at the start of the year. Now 39 days in. Pause. On pause. All right. Well, 93 seconds there, huh? Of time. I totally got distracted right now by a text that I didn't intend to pay attention to. But since I was paused and it, yeah. I know I talked about the weather. All right, here we are. We're almost two minutes into this thing, and I feel like I have done nothing but give you reasons to say, delete. So I'll give you another four or five seconds to think about whether or not you should do that. And do I have anything to entice you to maybe? Oh, uh, uh, I was going to talk about how um, it is now here with all of you that my life's purpose can manifest completely. But it took me uh, eight, nine, ten, I don't even know how many days, but let's just say 39 days of contemplation to reorganize my head with my heart and my immediate experience in life lackluster uh, lameness lollygagging I just like the word but alliteration aside if I can be serious for even 15 seconds let's start at 310 I'll try from here I didn't feel I would ever finish a recording and think I can't post that. And I did it four times in the last eight, nine, ten days. And at one point in, well, five technically. But the fourth recording, I closed the whole project down. Like I, I have been up and down some February fuckery that honestly, I feel good now to have come through. And I'm not even saying I'm on the road to rehabilitation, but 
the the level of of disappointment and just defeat that I was succumbing to. I I don't I don't really I don't know what the draw or the the uh, I don't know why I was so ready to sit back and lick my wounds. I have never thought of the beat down life hands out as something I may have to eventually surrender to ever. And I think maybe since mid-November and essentially severing myself from a life that was only six-ish years in the making, I can see your point. But for me, and wait, is it eight years? 16, 18? Yeah, it's eight years. So there's enough connection to that orange box that, well, okay, seven years of my life have been peppered in and out of there in a contentious yet, I thought, somewhat agreeable relationship. And having not gotten hired at Ace Hardware made me come to an immediate realization of how uh, much I need to move on. Ready for that? I don't know that I was. So, you know, had to adjust to that. That was annoying. Still is. Will be forever. But mostly because I just never found work pursuits, career pursuits, other than astronaut, which, as it turns out, Okay, I mean, maybe that's what Tucker will talk to Putin about. Putin knows we faked the moon landing. And now that the AI has admitted it, can we just let that one go? I would at least like to know what the fucking moon is. I'm I'm full-on moon conspiracy guy. You want to talk moon? Yeah, let's talk moon. Let's talk spaceship. Let's talk uh, it's hollow. And let's talk that... The current paradigm of moon uh, existence has the moon starting a mere 22,000 miles above our heads. Do you know how large the moon would be 22,000 miles above our heads? So large it would be falling onto the earth. That doesn't make any sense. I just, I don't even have moon on my list here. I don't even know if I thought about the moon over the last 10 days. And yet... As as this year has uh, finally found its form, and I have moved through my um, the wake of disappointment, I have uh, I have uh, selected in my nonchalant approach to having enough money to buy food. Well. I actually have enough money to buy food, at least for a couple weeks. So, no worries there. Um, I'm smoking a lot less weed, though I haven't quit in February. But I'm way down. 
somewhat because I might have to pass a drug test. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore, but if it is, you know, uh, cutting down doesn't hurt. So that's another reason I've been hating February and really having to adjust to um, a new mindset about all y'all. And, okay, Patrick, my ex-roommate, by far one of the best men I've ever known, has, in his Texas slang, won a trivia night competition that was as competitive as anything I've ever seen because there were, I don't know, 14 teams playing. Four of us were tied going into the final question. And one team got the final question right, and it was, what's the plural of y'all? And it's all y'all. Duh. Patrick, I love you, bro. You will always be in my heart for winning that trivia night contest. Pause. Unpause. And I think I'm even happier that the universe had me congratulate you there on 9-11, my friend. My friend, indeed. I wonder if you're still in Houston. I should look you up. All right. Moving on. How do we account for recordings that are now part of a vault that you will never hear? Uh, That's a good question. That's a very good question. Because maybe a year from now, huh, maybe that'll be enough distance to review how wound up and, frankly, um, what? uh, What's that thing where you pull people's underwear up through their pants? I don't even know. But a wedgie? I basically feel like I've been giving myself a wedgie since Thanksgiving. And I don't know that this isn't my pattern every year. Because we're almost frenzied in our messaging as the holidays approach that prepare for the onslaught of occurrence from Thanksgiving through the New Year. But... You know me, I like to roll things all the way through Valentine's Day because I'm emotional and I cry. uh, Yeah. Um, If ever there were a holiday that I had no opinion of, Valentine's Day is the day. If you love somebody, then there shouldn't be a day of the year that's necessary to remind you to go show it. So to me, Valentine's Day was the day of the year to sit in and let other people spend their money on overpriced seven-course meals. And by sit in, of course, I mean have mad, mad, crazy amounts of Rice Krispie treats. Duh. It's Valentine's Day. Pause. Unpause. Apparently, I went two seconds, two and a half, really, too long on that joke. Because instead of pausing on 11.11, I paused on 11.13. That's the universe telling me, hey, buddy, maybe you should edit this shit, huh? Maybe... You should at least consider it. Pause. On pause. So does the 11.33 indicate that I got that one right? Perhaps. But here at 11.44, what I'd like to do with you, universe, is say, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not buying that shit. In fact, if we're going to go there, then let's fully pull up a chair and have this conversation. I'm going to go, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 
8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Whoa. Is that right? Yep. 13th thought on my list are that deep thoughts depend on long form communication. Uh, there's some stuff above here where I lament the fact that we are now uh, essentially dumbing down in an accelerated regress to the what the the most moronic i don't even know what magical gifts anybody has anymore because they're so worried about identifying with whatever hashtag or virtue signaling is appropriate it's just mind numbing i do not care if i cared i would ask and i'm not saying that i don't have interest in the deeper you but I, I don't need to know your opinions on all social matters before I actually know the surface level of you. There's a reason that we get to know people in steps, starting with from a distance to shaking hands potentially, or seeing each other in visual form, or a number of other ways in which we act and interact directly in real time. The billboard of you, that is everything the world needs to know about you, I find, I find suffocating. I find it um, I find it limiting in having to meet you in a playing field of stupidity, of conformity, of the very opposite of long form, deeply thought, constructive communication that is both resonant in its intent and willing to admit unknowingness and fallibility in the face of a world filled with incongruity. The idea that I can hashtag free Palestine and now there's a kinship built between me and this community of hashtag honorees. It's nonsense. And it's as purposeful as, well, I find the idea that we want to prove who we're an ally of or identify our groupthink or collectively fall into the generalizations that are this or the specificities that are that or the lines in the sand drawn because of this stance against that. All I ever am interested in is you. And 
Maybe your entire existence is about taking your stance and position about this and that. If it is, well then I can tell you that our mutual time spent in the same Einsteinian field of relativity is going to be minimal, if not zero, if I can manage to somehow go backward in time and skirt around you. Oh, if life were like an adventure book. But it's not. Instead, I likely will be uh, wondering how it is that you think my question about that which is you has anything to do with that which is the world around us. You are not anything that the world labels you as unless you allow yourself to be labeled. And with all the labeling going on around here, I don't know, just, it's another thing that fucking has me down. Like, why are we doing this? Frankly, when we all got the ability to present ourselves as our best version, our most thought through and mm, massaged, if not downright marketed selves. Well, fuck, man. Are you joking? That's, that's what you want to live up to? Your own idealism of perfection? <sighs> I mean, aspire to it, fine. Be elated by its experience when it happens, as we all are. But can we just admit that there's kind of a zen centeredness to a little bit of slavishness and a little bit of hey man it's okay don't uh don't don't uh feel like yo the world anything today there's no stance there's no nothing that the world needs from you except you to be you and if you just do that well all the hashtags will take care of themselves i mean i assume so where do hashtags go when Nobody's sending them on X, or as I like to call her, wait, Twitter? Tweet? What was it? It was Twitter, right? Where you tweet? Okay. All right. I was going to pause, but since social media came up, all right, I hate social media. I can't, I can't deny it. I hate TikTok. I hate Twitter. I hate, um, do I hate Instagram? Instagram seems to have a purpose. More so than the rest of them. Um, and I hate Facebook. I hate any image cultivation mechanism that forces you to aspire to something that you may be in the minor and maybe in moments, but can't be overall and thus succumb to the eventual uh, hollowing out of self that occurs when you just feel less than fulfilled. To me, that's all social media is. Less than fulfilling. And I like to be fulfilled. Which is why I eat mad, crazy, sweaty Rice Krispie treats whenever I can. I mean, not the Rice Krispie treats, but who, why is there sweat in the Yeah. So... Take that last part and get rid of the sweat. And I think 
Well, 20 minutes of time wasted, right? On pause. All right, what I'm trying to say is the world is filled with unique individuals to express their unique property of prime-numberedness. It is not what you share in groupthink that I find defining about you. It is what you don't share in groupthink that I find defining about you. I assume, since you're an American, that you like cheese. It seems to be our number one food group. Now, if it turns out that you, in fact, don't eat cheese, now I'm interested. Pause. Unpause. All right. Now, I'm trying not to think as an American, but being an American makes it hard to not think as an American. Just like it's hard to think as a Zimbabwean because I'm an American. So whenever I think as a Zimbabwean, I feel like I'm just pretending to think like a Zimbabwean because I know I'm an American. And this framework upon which I exist, my very essence is tied into it intimately, cannot be let go of. I can't dismiss it and recall it and massage it in a way that gives me a variety of influences appropriate to the occasion. No, no, I am bombarded as an American by all shit American. And bombarded is the word. A couple things that Americans really like to do. Well, okay, for sure, this could be humanity. I don't know. But Americans love looking at screens. Not window screens, unfortunately. No television screens and phone screens and laptop screens and whatever screen. It's hard to find an American and follow them for 10 minutes that they don't look at a screen. In fact, it's hard to find an American who you follow for less than a minute who doesn't look at a screen, especially if we count phones. So our attachment to the universe at large is delivered to us in a, a large quantity. Sorry for the redundancy on large. Via screens. Now, hang on a second. That's just the media upon which the world's information highway exists. That's like saying, well, you know what Americans like to do? They like to talk. Yeah. No, they, they use these things called words that then express ideas upon which they then, they, they converse, I think, is the word for it. Uh, seriously? All right, pause. Unpause. No, let's finish this. Just because the activity that is uh, central to your existence can be justified. Uh, how many of those are we going to get? Just because whatever it is that you do can be justified as something uh, beneficial or expansive or mind um, uh, uh, food. Uh, what, what, do, what do we think of? When, it's, it's information gathering. It's world sourcing. It's, it's being alert enough 
of a human being to make sensible uh, navigation of this stupid world we live in. Okay. Yeah, it is, but it is limiting you to what is being pipelined through those assets. Those are channels of information that exist with intent, not in the chaotic natural distribution of uh, human interaction that the universe and the planet Earth at large offer you instead. That's all. I'm going to hit stop now and listen to the first 24 minutes and 44 seconds of this because I feel like I've gone off the rails. Intermission. Okay, I'll admit that I need to work on the theme song or the uh, the musical uh, introduction of my intermission section. This is something I've never done before, and frankly, feel a little bit cheap in uh, engaging it in this instance. So this is probably the last intermission that will ever happen. So whatever that tone deaf terrible uh, melody of introduction was will forever be the intermission song because never again will we be doing this. But having been in a, in a wedgy state of mind for, I would say three months. Well, I finally got sick of myself, I guess, and have pulled my head out of my ass. But my head is still squarely in my butthole during most of what came before you're listening to this and what will come after. I, I'm, I'm still sorting out the 90 days of internal chaos that became so uh, overwhelming in my life. As I do that, I've got all these other notes here and things to attend to, of which I got to, I think, four. So a lot of work still to be done. But the one point that I wanted, as a matter of fact, I have them separated so that I will intentionally find their point of emphasis. Well, I sound as if I've given up or am losing hope or feel the situation has has uh, is is in dire need of correction, and I still think all that's true. But I am one hundred percent behind the idea that we're going to make this work. I am success driven for all of us. Everything one does to lift another creates an energetic abundance, and that is the basic nourishment that feeds our humanity. So I believe we are just one day away from all of this turning from an acceleration into the downward moronic mass group thought system of management they want for us. All it takes is for us to say, uh, actually, we have a better idea. And frankly, whatever you're up to over there doesn't even matter anymore. Good luck with that. And if you want to join the winner circle, well, you've got work to do, buddy. 
not the rest of us. We're doing the work. We're already ascending humanity. Those of you who keep demanding that we pull back down here in the morass, enough already. We've heard from you. Time for the enlightened ones to take over the room. Now that I've said that, go listen to me not sound very enlightened. Okay, I'm sorry, pause. Well, not one to determine my own uh, derailing uh, tendencies, but I think I can bring this back into a coherent uh, narrative from here, at least attempt, because ultimately what I seem to feel more than anything as I look at life today is how little self-explosion of creativity there is. And I could just be in a bad run of uh, universe interaction and reality engagement therein. It could be all on me. And I'm. we will get to this in a bit, but I'm looking to change that. Pause. Unpause. Sorry, I had to yawn there, getting a little tired. Um, but while I've covered number one and number 13 on a list here of 20-something items, there's an overall angst that is not just, um, not just infiltrating everyone in America at this point, but has people in positions to do things that are unconscionable. And I've always found the idea of training a soldier fascinating because what you're actually doing is you're deconditioning a human being's response that murder is wrong to the point that they will kill on command. That what is over there is so vile, evil, and needing extermination that your heroic stepping into this candidacy of the annihilator is ordained by the very heavens themselves or whatever other gobbledygook they tell you in the army to get you to murder people. It's, it's one thing to face a circumstance in which your life is truly threatened to defend your life and in so doing to somehow cause the demise of another forever. If fighting over a particular perch uh, above a, uh, say, a an ocean of turbulent current leaves one to... Leap above another in an attempt to ensure their own life safety, and then on that perch have no opportunity to help that person up. Does that person then, by uh, obligation, have to suffer the fate of that person less fortunate than they to have arrived in safety? No. So long as you're doing every fucking possible thing to bring everyone to safety with you, then there's nothing at all but the fate of the universe rolling dice. And 
as much as I've never experienced any level of horror, even true loss in this life, let alone faced it in real time and had to come to my own stance, as it were, against it as an individual. In other words, I am marshmallow soft when it comes to any kind of real pain. And I'm well aware of it. To have experienced something like what those people on Maui put up with during that fire, those that survived it, those that didn't, it's, it is a dose of sober reality in the face of a marshmallow lifestyle where if I fall out of this box of Kleenex, oh look, there's a bag of cotton balls waiting for me to land in. I say these things with the clear purpose of of embracing my bias, my my frame of reality that is the only way I know how to do it. And it's not a competitive zero-sum game out here. It's all of us collectively enjoying or destroying it in whatever capacity we allow it to happen. I don't know if this made the recordings before I took a little pause, but that quote, all it takes for evil to thrive is for good men to stand back and do nothing. I have been consumed by that thought. And I'm not even so pretentious as to think that I am a good man standing back doing nothing. No, I, I, I don't even know that the good men haven't found their way to the fight. I believe that there are people who are far, far along in their enlightenment as to what we face collectively as humanity at this moment. I am by no means um, capable of that level of leadership or or awareness, self-awareness. I'm, I'm, I'm aspiring, but nowhere near. I am no Lara Logan. I am no... Well, I'm no Laura Logan, and never was I supposed to be. Someday, the strength necessary to engage life at her level. Well, I hope, I hope to uh, to bring that about. But for now, even those of us who do not possess superpowers of the heroic Buddha, Krishna, Jesus Christ kind. Well, there's work to do. There's shit out there that needs to be fixed. And there are people out there that need to be reminded that all that self-loathing that just seeps into their reality, it's not their fault. They can let go of it. And in so doing, find all of that humanity that they think is missing from life in general. But first we got to watch some football. Oh my God, Sunday is the single biggest 
media event of the year. And I spoke earlier about how there's two things that Americans really like to do other than watching screens. And duh, of course, in most cases, this is a dual dipping. Um, we love to watch football. And I can see why the rest of the world thinks that is dumb. It is dumb. I watched football religiously for 30 years of my life. I cried when the Broncos won the Super Bowl against the Green Bay Packers in 98. Where that was in the year 98, but it was the 97 season. So those are confusing. But the truth is, as soon as this updated version of myself manifested, I do not give two shits about it. <laughs> I find it tedious. I find it laborious to even have to engage the, the pomp and circumstance surrounding it. The military overruns it. It is... Well, it's like pharmaceutical commercials. It's been just one bad decision after another to allow it to get to this point. Now, I'm not talking about the athleticism of the game at all. In fact, at all. If anything, this is as mesmerizing a sport to watch as a fan as... I can conceive and I really like to watch tennis, but I still like to watch football action that much more because the coordination of the game, the, the thinking and physical and graceful combinations going on in football. I having played football, soccer, baseball, not basketball because I suck at it, but I tried. I just suck at it. I can't dribble left-handed to save my life. Um, and what else? Ball, I mean, there's not a sport I haven't dabbled in playing except I've even played hockey, which I've only played twice, like on skates. Um, racquetball, you name it. They're all special in their own way. But football's all of it at once. And violent as fuck, too, which over time starts to uh, degrade the true uh, great moments the sport provides. The violent moments are there, and they are shocking, and they are, in some ways, unconscionable. And the fact that no one has been killed in a collision on the field is just luck, in my opinion. There's just too many exposed opportunities for someone's neck to snap. And while I think it is a way safer game today than it was in the 70s when I was watching it as a kid, the brutality of the game as a kid still resonates with me. I can picture some of those headhunting shots from across the field that you could see coming on TV. They were that telegraphed. And you waited for them, and they delivered. And we reveled in the violence of it. As a group, there's no question. And... So, when I look at football now, I think about a lot of time spent obsessing over people 
doing things, I would never, ever athletically have the chance or ability to execute. And watching the progression of players through a system of what is truly just numbers on jerseys made me realize how little I cared about any of it overall. Because aside from the real-time athletic, holy fucking shit, did he just do that? Moments the game gives you. And there are plenty, just like there are in soccer, or as the rest of the world likes to call it, football. Just like there are in figure skating, just like there are in golf, just like there are in cricket, just like there are in rugby, just like there are in highlight, just like there are in chess. Sorry, I'm running out. Ping pong? Oh, come on, man. Badminton? I'm running out of international sports that we don't fucking fawn over here in America, like basketball. But okay, we'll just end it with curling because no, you can't end it with curling. There's nothing fascinating about curling. Is there? I don't know. Maybe somebody can uh, expand my mind when it comes to curling. But let's just say there's one argument that I'm ready to fully give up on, that curling is interesting. Mm -mm. No, it's not. Nope. Nope, it's not. And I'm not talking about your hair, for those of you who are like, curling? What, like, with weights? Uh Uh-uh. Go watch it. It's Canadian. You will be bored. Pause. Unpause. So then when I'm already torn on the enterprise that it is to sit down and become the Sunday sycophant the NFL wants me to be, well, then you throw Travis and uh, I am all for the empowerment of young women and the role models that are uh, there to serve uh, as uh, esteemable as it appears Taylor Swift is. I, I do not follow any of this shit. So the fact that she is so far off my radar, except for the few quirks I've heard about her being terrifically nice and super giving, <laughs> if that is all that I can tell you about Taylor Swift, then she must be a pretty, she has qualities I'm sure I would admire and even aspire to emulate. But when you put her and Travis Kelsey, who frankly, I'll admit is playing out of his mind right now, but when you put him and her worlds into some collision course of uh, Tony Romo and Jessica Simpson, or uh, how far back can we go? Um, I'm trying to think of Joe Namath. Uh, he was slobbering over everybody. I, I'm saying football has always looked to become a a crowd uh, participant in the entertainment music space. Are you ready for some football? This is what America's about. If we can just blend entertainment, meaning Hollywood, and music, LA, and sports, the military, 
and cheese, well, I think we got ourselves a culture. Don't you? Fuck yeah. America. Culture. Pause. Unpause. Sorry about the football rant. That was definitely more time than I wanted to spend talking about that part of the fuckery going on. But uh, there is that Taylor Swift bit of bad news about uh, her being pissed someone's publishing the FTA uh, travel records of her private jet. Uh, Taylor, you so much better handle yourself with the media than to succumb to this little nonsense story. Come on. Taylor, who gives a shit? You're a famous person with a jet. If I had a jet, I would use it. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be some sort of hashtag me too uh, uh, groupthink uh, victim of your own uh, hmm, guilty conscience. I mean, what are you running here? I mean, for me, the reason not to own a jet is the cost. Well, that and some idiot might start tracking my flight logs and telling people where I'm going all the time. I mean, now that I have two reasons not to own a jet, well, I'll probably never own one. But you, Taylor, you already have one. You're already using it. If I were you, I'd start using it extra. You know, let's, can we stop in Lima? I, I know, I know we have no business there, but I want to see if they have limes. Just, they're named Lima. So, can we land there? Thank you. Pause. All right, I'll pause. And as much as I would like to think that um, Bert James Baker, Bert or Brett? I think it's Bert. It's Bert for sure. Bert James Baker is currently my least favorite Austin Texan. I think he is from Austin. I don't know that. I know that the incident about which I became aware of him is an incident in Austin where he, at a stop sign, where a car filled with young adult Muslim Palestinians who were openly supporting their homeland with a flag of their homeland on their car, the exterior of their car, um... I haven't seen a picture, so I can't describe it better than that, except to let you know that Mr. Bert James Baker allowed this to lead to him stabbing one of them in the chest. Fortunately, that 23-year-old Palestinian-American will live to see future days. But one of the things I failed to convey in trying to establish how little recourse we have in America to address the issues that are that are ripping apart our country from within is the simmering unrest and dissociative mentality waiting to consume almost any of us if the wrong day and set of triggers all fall into place. Now, I unfortunately do not believe that there was a whole long list of triggers for Mr. Burt James Baker to go off like he did. He was a bullet looking for a gun to load itself in. But he isn't unique. He's just 
further out than most of us are yet. But his level of delusion, it's directly traceable to our loss of truth and dignity for each other, for our humanity. It is a spooky time when there are individuals so mentally twisted up with thoughts that are false that the presence of a carload of young men celebrating their country's ethnic heritage is enough to demand one of them meet with a knife in their chest. So that was another reason I had a difficult time deciding what to say. I mean, what do you say about that? We've lost it. We've totally fucking lost it. We are combustible kegs of gunpowder hoping not to see a match. And to think that this country will find its mooring through sober self-reflection and a sense of gumption is horseshit. This country is in perilous condition and without major steps to rectify the wrongs that exist is only going to find itself worse. And I'm not an alarmist. I'm not somebody who doesn't think this can all be better. Shit, man. I know I got us in this spot. I know that my negligence up until this point has been <sighs> a point of contention. Uh, but I, I, I still have faith in all of us. My faith in Bert James Baker has been sadly diminished to the lowest level of humanity I can still muster. But there's something that broke that guy. And whatever that is, is what's wrong. Now, his actions are monstrous. They're beyond capacity for me to believe in. But believe in them, you must, because they're real. They're not going away. That girl in Chicago, I don't even want, we'll just move on. Know that this country is on the verge of having its own nervous breakdown. Um, which means having Hillary Rodham Clinton climb out from whatever, what, what is she, what is she doing these days? I would imagine hopefully drinking Mai Tais on a, foreign soil where other people will not be hurt. But her attack against Tucker Carlson is exactly the sign you need to see to know the single greatest threat against the powers that be 
is the independent media footing that 21st century World Wide Web access created. The idea that Tucker Carlson, the individual, can, as an individual, walk into Moscow to have a sit-down interview with Vladimir Putin with no strings or any agenda other than the one he himself will have to account for as an individual in this circumstance scares the fuck out of everybody else. What the fuck is he going to ask him? What's Putin going to say? What the fuck are Americans going to hear? We can't allow this. This is insane. He could he could uncork the whole fucking thing. Yeah, he could. He could. Will he? I don't know. There's a lot of incentive, if I were Putin, to throw out some hard truths about Americans. But he's mostly kept his mouth shut up until now, so... I suppose Tucker will have the sort of interaction that will either inspire a generation to remember its roots in truth and the value of reality therein, or will retreat further down the moronic hole of what? Vapid, what do we do around here? Do we think? Do we, do we think solutions or do we just react to problems and demand something be done about them? I'm, ah, all right. Listen, buddy, enough with the American bashing. There may be some poison pills in our governmental structure. There may even be some actors of ill intent who are manifesting their schemes in real time. But Americans are good people. Americans value hard work. They value the opportunities that a free society enables an individual to express themselves and determine a path of righteousness for their destiny and living their lives. There are values Americans hold as a collective that you're not going to find at least with the same level of embrace anywhere else in the world. So sure, kick them while they're down, call them nervous breakdown candidate number one, but to assume America is in a death spiral that will only end when the Hindenburg finally catches fire and everybody runs for cover, you might be selling America a little bit short. At least, you know, as Hindenburg fires and running for cover go. Uh, or you might not. <laughs>